0: every time I watch something and it like inspires me yeah. and then I'm like I have to go write a million you scripts.
1: cannot tell me that thing is not moving why is the flag moving
0: <laughs> the red was the red part yes. seems to be moving. the red right?
1: keeps moving it's moving it's
0: it. not it's the it it's is. the light is adjusting to you and then not adjusting to you you can't let me sit in here with ghosts Gabe. that's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: Cat.
0: and i'm gabe and, and we're, we're the coolest next story talking about spooky stuff oh. spookiest of things we are the media literacy podcast from a horror lens where we talk real life and paranormal reasonings behind our cinematic fears and yeah. we are fastly approaching episode 200 Yeah, you're welcome, internet, for all this sweet, sweet content. And to celebrate 200, we uh, decided to do these two special episodes preluding uh, episode 200. So Mm -hmm. last week we were talking about cats' fears of the ocean and all the creatures under it. And also combined with my fears of being trapped under there because we don't belong. Uh, Fear, respect, it's a little of both. But today, we're talking about your fear, Gabe. We're talking about my fears. And it was kind of... It was interesting an idea to, to find what to talk about. Because, but like, Kat has always been very open about being afraid of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And my fears, like I've always said, my fear is a common sense phobia, which is the fear of another person murdering you. Which, yeah, let's come into play in this, I will say. Yeah. Um, but it was more like what can we watch that will freak me out in some way and mm-hmm. we succeeded like at first I was like am I gonna have to watch another space movie because that's just claustrophobia and it's just gonna be like yeah. underwater but actually in space because I can't deal with it it's like you can't leave the place because the environment will kill you mm-hmm. And I just,
1: the, if I all your fears are super reasonable
0: <laughs> I mean the ocean to a degree is reasonable yeah um <laughs> just like i don't want to be trapped yeah. um i have literally taken doors off hinges because yeah. they wouldn't open the way they were supposed to and i was like there's no way yeah, there's yours no are way. just trauma
1: responses
0: <laughs> there's no
1: <laughs> logical way. trauma responses where you're like i have experienced fear so i can't be trapped in a place i need to know where the doors are i need to not be yeah. crammed you know what i mean they're logical they're logical I things literally-
0: like, when I go into, like, a bathroom, like, if it's at, a like, a restaurant, a store, mm-hmm. someone's house, it's a bathroom I'm not familiar with. I do have, like, a small panic when I close a bathroom door yeah. that it's going to lock and I'm going to be stuck in there. <laughs> like, and it's, like, I'm not going to die. Someone's going to be out there. Someone's going to let me out. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, just the idea of being in there confounded with, like, also, like, the embarrassment of being locked in a bathroom. hmm it's the whole thing so I can't but when it comes to horror films because like as claustrophobic as I get it really doesn't like I don't get afraid of those films so I was like what does scare me in horror is also my like one of my favorite parts of horror because it scares me right? and that is mm-hmm. sound footage or like paranormal content because um, for me I think, one, I I love found footage because I love suspending disbelief and Mm -hmm. disbelieving whatever you tell me about (laughs) this footage. I'm like, I'm going to believe this story. And I've always been really fascinated by the, um, like those paranormal shows where it's Mm -hmm. like, uh, we've been haunted by a ghost and it throws cups and it leaves (laughs) messages, (laughs) like, you know, those things. And it's like sci-fi or investigation yeah. discovery and it's like a per like a this poor woman who's just like my husband left me because i talked about the ghost too much and then there's like <laughs> the re- the recreations of like mm-hmm. thing. and it's like an actor that like was inspired <laughs> by this yeah. person, but in no way looks like this person, and they're just like, "There's ghosts in my house." And the husband's like, "I have to leave you. You talk about ghosts too much. Those things." Yeah, and they're haunted by the ghosts of
1: their ADHD. Yeah, because um, yes. they put stuff down, they don't remember where they put it.
0: And they, they're too. Yeah, I'd be like, "Must have been my cats." I. <laughs> yeah. Right. Also, cats don't prepare you for ghosts because they
1: just make crazy sounds all the time to the point where you're like what is that but you're like it's probably the cat we're mm-hmm. like any other person who doesn't have a cat would be like what is that actually because i'm the only
0: one here yeah. um it also yeah. works the opposite way if you're somewhere there isn't a cat like if i'm sleeping somewhere else like an airbnb hotel or something oh someone goodness. else's house they don't have a cat and there's a noise and i'm just like oh it's just a cat." there is no cat then i have to remember and then i have to be scared like my initial gut reactions like everything's fine it's just cats doing things and it's like no yeah but then when it's not yeah and i i think i've always been really interested in them and i've never really gave it much thought like Mm -hmm. why i would be drawn to those shows or why i really cared but i really really love them but i also have like it's the only horror that gives me like a physical reaction so like Mm cat your face goes numb when we watch certain things and that's when you're like yep that was scary (laughs) my face doesn't want to be here um and paranormal things do that to me not with face numb but my eyes water Mm. and it's just like i can't control it it's not a thing like i want to cry or anything it's just like when i watch or listen, like, it's, even if it's, like, an audio recording, and they play it back, and they give you little subtitles, um, mm-hmm. like, f- of course, I'm going to hear whatever it is that you wrote there, <laughs> I'm going to now hear it the way that you want me to, and yeah. I was just start crying, and yeah. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what is happening to my body right now, um, and I was like, is it, like, do I have, like, an emotional response, like, am I, like, feeling a way about, like, ghosts or something like am i like it's sad that ghosts are real and that they're trying to communicate with us <laughs> like because i don't feel afraid of them in yeah. the same way it's more just like i feel bad for them a lot of the time although after watching this film that we're going to talk about i thought there was ghosts everywhere and all i could think of is like what if i turned in the darkness <laughs> like Rolled over in my bed and there was a ghost there. What do I do? I just be scared. And so-
1: yeah, reasonably. Like, yeah, if a ghost is standing at the end of your bed crying, it's a reasonable thing to be upset about or at least creeped out by.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I, uh, and if someone does, like maybe we could do some research into it. If like other people are drawn to paranormal and what the reasons are, then I'd be mm. really interested. And also, like, when uh we were doing research for this episode we found some like about the paranormal um what do they call them like the the photography spiritual photography oh yes and it was like spiritual photography which is like photos where there's like a ghost in it and it's Mm -hmm. like from like the 1800s um was this big like way it came alongside this big wave of like spiritualism and mm-hmm. like in a moment where people were kind of looking away from religion, but looking into the occult, <laughs> like it was just yeah. this time period where people were like, we want to talk to the dead. Uh, there's a lot of dead to talk to in mm-hmm. the 1800s in this time. Like there's a lot of, you know, there's wars, there's pandemics, there's all kinds of things that are affecting people that you love. So you want to be connected to them. So there was a fascination with what happens when we die, which turns yeah. into like, can we communicate with them? Are we still here? What is a soul? How do we capture it? Like all those things. And I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> so I'm just like, is there some like like lower level like internal thing that just like subconsciously I'm not thinking of uh obviously because subconscious that happens when I watch paranormal films yeah that's like activating that like <laughs> my feelings of being like but what if there is another side how do we yeah. talk to them
1: <laughs> I feel like a lot of people like negotiate that because it's like we don't actually have an answer we kind of never will unless we find a way to actually communicate with the dead um because once you're gone you're gone like it, to us like you know you mm-hmm. don't really know what's next so I think there's a natural curiosity that comes um as well as, like, desire to, like, kind of still want to be here after you're gone, especially if you go too soon or mm-hmm. in some sort of, like, really stressful way. Yeah, yeah
0: that you're you're not really gone. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big thing, too. Should we hop into this film that legitimately scared me? Okay? I just want to say <laughs> that it continues to scare me. And I'm really upset yeah. that I did not know about it. Because we were looking, because we finally settled on Paranormal. We're like, we're going to do this. We're going to make Gabe cry. From fear and like in a good way. I was yeah, <laughs> I I was happy about it. It wasn't forced yeah. upon me. Um, it was my idea. Medium <laughs> masochist, yes. But uh <laughs> I was like, what are like sound footage films I haven't already seen that are good? And I mm-hmm. found this like random list. I can't even tell you what it was because it was just like a completely like one of those random sites, a horror site of someone's. Yeah. And it was a listicle. And it had some interesting ones. There was like the one about the guy who was making a found footage film because he wanted Anne Hathaway to be in his movie. And okay. then he like kidnaps women. I don't know. It was weird. Oh,
1: yes. I know that's what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Kidna- I don't know what it's called. Kidnaps right?
0: women to like, it was like be my cat or something. And oh, um, it's what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kidnap women who were supposed to act in like yes. loo- in place of her. To show her what the film is about. But they didn't do yeah. a good job. So then it goes off the rails. We did not watch that. Because I was like, that's weird. Uh, but I was also like, it gives me creep vibes. And I it does go in line with the common sense phobia. So it was a mm-hmm. maybe. But then there was this one. And it stuck out to me. Lake Mungo. And what stuck out to me was that it said it was australian it's found footage it's one of the scariest movies ever people say and that it was an exploration of grief and there was this article that was like everyone loves babadook right about grief and horror but everyone forgets australia already did that (laughs) like they've done it before babadook actually and it was through lake mungo and i was like what is that that sounds like a film we would love and also like because i was like if paranormal is something that's making me sad, <laughs> then this would be a great exploration to find out like how grief and found footage can yeah, be tie together. mixed really well. Yeah. So we watched Lake Mungo, and in my uh, <laughs> research for the film, terrified, <laughs> like reactivated how scared I was. And it's not even like it, there's no jump scares. There's yeah, no. no um like, it's not the classic horror that you think of and it's not done in this grotesque way where it's like we're trying to scare you. It yeah. felt real. <laughs> it felt very, very much, yeah. So and that's because of the filmmaking. Um, and so it just stayed it's staying with me for forever. So it's yeah. definitely you one still of hear my things in the times. night and
1: you're like what?
0: <laughs> We didn't have time like throughout the week to watch it when we usually would have. So we were like, okay, we'll just watch it and like right before we go to late bed. Late at night.
1: Yeah, like literally right before bed. It was like 8 was p.m. We started
0: days. it, which was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Cause then immediately it was done. I was just like, uh <laughs> I can't go upstairs. I have to turn on every light in my house. Cause I'm just terrified of it. Um yeah. and then and my partner didn't want to watch it with me because he says um, he's okay watching horror movies where the people go towards the horror, like, put themselves in the horror situation, like, a Texas Chainsaw. Yeah. But he doesn't like it when it's a horror movie where the horror comes to the people and it's yeah. not something they choose. And he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Because then it's like, it feels too real. Um, yeah. No, that's super fair. But why don't we hop in? I'm gonna tell you about Lake Mungo, and it. Uh, I'll go through like what happens in the film, but also dive into some of the like uh, back end things, some of the photo, like um, f- film cinematography things. <laughs> Like, some yeah. the words are cinematography things about it. Um, and also, um, I'll give a spoiler warning before I head into some of the twists and turns that happen. Uh, and I will also share some theories uh, or a specific theory that I found that confirmed <laughs> my own feelings. And I was like, that has to be it. Um, yeah. But I will say this is a really amazing film. Definitely go check it out. Um, we watched it on, like, Tubi. So it had it was Uh, free commercials but it was free uh although the commercials were kind of ill times because it'd be like really suspenseful (laughs) like zooming in on a ghost and you're like and then it'd be like buy these this toilet paper for (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) we're like really up it was like dead kid happy dating app I don't know or like something just like really cheerful and you're like this is not the same energy and I'm confused.
0: <laughs> the mom being like I wish my daughter was still alive and it was like do you suffer from and it's like um, <laughs> are you doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> If you have meningococcal meningitis then you might consider um, yeah. whatever. You qualify so, for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, help us see this company. Uh, so, but you can watch it for free is what I'm trying to tell you and it's a small price to pay for such a film that is totally worth it and yeah. um, it does have some twists and turns uh, the first twist is weird and kind of like throws the whole thing off it was super yeah. weird and I was like what are we doing but I was, I was in and there was like that first twist I was reading into things already so I wasn't like it didn't throw me I was like no we still here we still got movie left. Yeah. <laughs> it was like paranormal still going on. And you ain't going to get me. Uh, so it was like. I'll get to that too. But there, I will say this has like an ending. Kind of scene. That will haunt my dreams for the rest of my life. And it's like four seconds. <laughs> it's so short. It's so short. But some of those do that. And I get it. Because you could totally sleep on this film. Like Especially the first like 20 minutes. You're like this isn't even a horror film. This is just yeah. sad. And then. <laughs> And then it it becomes like unsettling and you're like, why do I hurt inside? <laughs> like, I what is know. this activated? Yeah. Why do I feel things? Yeah. So Lake Mungo is from 2008. Super dated. Um, and the found footage, the footage they find is very reminiscent of 2008. So some of it I was like. I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> take your word that that's a thing. I can't yeah. see that. There's five pixels in this whole thing. Anyway, uh, Lake Mungo is about strange things start happening after a girl is found drowned in a lake. And it's directed by Joel Anderson, who essentially disappeared after this film. Um, oh, wow. Just like didn't make <laughs> any other movies. Like huh. hit it off with this, then didn't make any other movies. I found like on. IMDB, like a writing credit or something for this, like for something recent, like 2021. But before yeah. that, nothing crickets. Um, which is like, what? <laughs> and like the actors aren't really like I try to look them up too, and I couldn't really find a lot about them, which is really interesting. Um that he made something like this and just disappeared. <laughs> it's like What do you think that had, makes it creepier? It? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it real? Yeah. Real. Um, so something bad has happened to Alice Palmer. Um, which there's like a a girl who drowns, and she's like missing, and there's all this mystery, and her name is Alice Palmer. And so while I was writing this, I was just listening to the Twin Peaks soundtrack. (laughs) It's very Twin Peaks. Um, but Lake Munko is a mockumentary about the untimely death of Alice, and we begin with creepy spirit photography over which we hear a disturbed Alice. So it shows like the that um, spiritualism photography I was talking about, where it's those yeah. old timey photos where there's a ghost in it. And yeah. um, we hear Alice say, I feel like something bad is going to happen to me. I feel like something bad has happened. It hasn't reached me yet, but it is on its way and it's getting closer. And I don't feel ready. I feel like I can't do anything. And that's what we're like, open with <laughs> like we yeah. haven't seen Alice we don't know who she is we don't know what she's talking about all we know is something bad has happened or is has already happened for her and is catching up yeah right that's um that's when, right. when the film like actually begins like when we actually get into what's happening uh we see interview footage of her family and friends talking about her and retelling what happens because essentially it's this mockumentary about a girl who drowned yeah. And super sad. But her brother, uh Matthew and father explain the fateful day at the reservoir where Matthew and Alice had been swimming and when the brother decided to go back in, he was just like hanging out and then he was like where did Alice go? And yeah. they don't know. So then it cues like this whole search and um for the first 20 minutes this film is just a sad investigation discovery show about a family dealing with the unexpected death of a loved one we learn about how each of alice's family members is coping with the loss um and that's where it really like just dives into this exploration of grief and the way that it it uh personifies in each person is very different and kind of informs like what happens in the whole thing uh so for for one her dad throws himself into his work in an attempt to shut off that part of him that grieves uh and it's a response i greatly related to like anytime i've been in tragedy there's nothing like normalcy to distract you from it and um like you know you can forget that the rest of the world exists essentially like why severance (laughs) no severance on apple plus makes sense to me It's <laughs> like i yeah. get it it's messed up but also when tragedy hits the i would like to go to a place i don't have to think about that anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that happens to be work or a time school so that's what her dad does and he's not exactly like disconnected from the truth though because he does share like this pretty vulnerable story of him visiting Alice's room after her death. And he sits on her bed and he's like looking around it's unchanged. And it's like, that's really unsettling to just like the space hasn't changed, but something very crucial to that space has, but yeah. it's unaffected. And that's super like um confusing for yourself. <laughs> like when yeah. you're dealing with that. Um, but then he sees Alice come into the room and sit at her vanity And begin to sharpen a pencil. And he's just, like, looking at her. She doesn't notice him. And he's like, what? (laughs) And then a few moments later, she looks up to him, sees him, and, like, seems to, like, seems to see him and then screams for him to get out. Yeah. I will talk. More about that later. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But also her mom has had trouble sleeping and decides to wander the neighborhood late at night to ease her mind into the point where she sometimes just wanders into people's houses. And that is never really talked about. (laughs) It's never like, ma'am, you can't do that. You yeah, that's B and E. Can he just yeah. walk in people's houses? I was like, say you live in the suburbs. without saying you live in the suburbs. Like, yeah, <laughs> why are you? What? Um. And then later, she seeks out help from a local psychic and develops a strong like connection and reliance on him. And yeah. she also refuses to see Alice's remains to confirm her death because uh, yeah. they do find a body in the water. And when they're going to identify the body uh this journey is like incredibly symbolic <laughs> because as they're going there the couple's vehicle like stops working and will only drive backwards yeah and I was like what it's <laughs> like that's crazy um and it's due uh and uh that was like one of my favorite parts like because it's it's not a spooky thing
1: <laughs> but yeah I was like
0: how of course. anyway but the <laughs> father's the only one who um identifies her body the mom doesn't see it and then her brother though he's mostly fine has some inexplicable inexplicable bruising all over his body which is never addressed as it simply goes away with time they're yeah. like we don't know where it came from and then it just kind of resolved on its own and the doctor just said it's a result of some type of trauma yeah and that's it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but besides that, he like begins a hobby of photography. And with this new hobby, he has decided to photograph their backyard repeatedly on different days. Kind of show, I don't know, change or something. Yeah,
1: time.
0: Um and uh it's due to that that begins that things get really supernatural all of real a quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like 20 minutes of like <laughs> the film. Normal, is, yeah. Like, totally normal. And then he takes this photo, and he makes this chilling discovery by finding a shadowy and opaque Alice in one of the photographs. And it does that like slow zoom <laughs> in honor. And yeah, it messed me up because, like they show the image. and when i when they first showed it, I was like, "Oh, she's over there. She's in the corner on the right." And then it zoomed in, and she was over here. And I was like, "Oh, I guess I was wrong." Um, I wasn't but (laughs) I thought I was wrong because that's what they were telling me what a great thing so uh, soon after this other resident actually of the town captures what appears to be Alice again but this time while he is out at the very place that she died it's like this figure of her in the background and so this causes the family to set up cameras throughout the house in hopes of capturing Alice in frame Uh, and so Matthew's cameras run throughout the night and at first there's really nothing to tell then there's just one night where he catches alice walk through the hallway um and then later we see her in reflections of decorative plates and mirrors and as a shadowy presence in the dark because they do the little circle (laughs) thing Uh for you like she's over here and then they zoom in and (laughs) i really am a sucker for those ghost tv shows so um i get like really interested because you like strain your eyes trying to find it in the darkness and it really like activates your attention because you're like i have to find it i have to see what they're looking at and then of course i like highlight it and circle it and you go oh there it is and you see it perfectly yeah (laughs) like you see it like there's the face okay there it is um it's like when we covered dear david um the twitter uh ghost story that was awesome and I was like, the community would like circle and be like, what's over there? And I was like, oh, my God. Um, or when they enhance the audio and then they put the subtitles and you're like, of course, I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that goes to saying, get out. <laughs> like, yeah. You're in my house. <laughs> it's almost like it's like your brain. Not actually your brain goes... filling in all those pieces yeah. that they're handing about to you yeah (laughs) yeah um and what i really appreciate about this film is that it didn't feel as hokey or silly as those ghost shows often are like (laughs) because they're not super believable um i still love them but there's like even though i have that reaction i'm still like what a funny time we're having and i'm sorry (laughs) that this family suffered yeah, And they put so much money into this house they can't live in. Um, But like Mungo gives us slow, really methodical zooms and yeah. this haunting soundtrack that's too honest. Like it doesn't feel like we're trying to build up tension. So we're doing like uh-huh. the string pull and the like <laughs> any of that. It's just like it honestly it, it blends so well into the rest of the mockumentary that you don't really know that you're being pushed into a certain emotional space until you're already there and so it's zooming in and the music kind of slowly heightens and it is this kind of soundtrack that makes you really sad and you're just seeing and it's so uncomfortable and it lingers like just too long to feel uncomfortable while you're like staring at her because it's like I saw her okay we get it because usually like here it is we'll show it to you again but it does it like fast usually this one was like here she is look at her a long time and you're like (gasps) yeah she better not look
1: at this camera
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like burned into you now like like if you close your eyes you're gonna see her everywhere um and she's just you're just staring into the voided eyes of alice and you're just like girl do not look at me (laughs) do not look at this camera um and yeah i just think it was like all of that blending in really added to making it like really terrifying while also you're like you're just sad the whole film (laughs) and you're also just like what is going on it also has these twists and turns where you're like we don't even know who alice is and so that adds to it but as far as like the horror aspect goes i think that is really beautifully done to provoke you to be terrified Um, And this film is serious and it wants you to focus on the grief and pains of this family that is so desperate to hold on to Alice. Um, These photos provide them with hope that is something that something is incomplete, that perhaps Alice isn't dead. And she's communicating with us, so we'll look for her. Or maybe something more sinister has happened, and she's been murdered, and she's begging us to catch her killer. Um, And these videos allow the family to hold on to those possibilities, and even results in them exhuming her body to be sure it's really her. Because if you remember... The mother never identified her body, uh, only the father. And even he is willing to believe he was wrong if it meant that she was still out there somewhere. Um, Which brings me to uh, the first twist of this film and our spoiler warning for the episode. So go watch it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really and then good. come back because I'm about to like tear some things up and I don- I want you to have the same reactions that we did um but I do want to unpack some of these twists because they're pretty important um to yeah. telling the story so spoilers now <laughs> um it is revealed that the photo the local townsperson took of Alice was actually not Alice at all but rather Matthew wearing Alice's sweater in yeah the place Um, which is a strange idea to begin with because why is Matthew wearing her clothes and walking around the place that she died? Don't worry. That's never addressed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) After this comes to light, Matthew comes forward and admits that he's been manipulating the footage and splicing it with some home videos of Alice, which is honestly very talented. You should get a lot of jobs just for that. I was like, that's amazing and such dedication. There's a lot of dedication that goes into that. Yeah. Which is also sus. Um, (laughs) But he claims this was to help his mother in her grief. To inspire her to confirm Alice's death as she hadn't identified the body and therefore couldn't have closure. Which is a weird way to do that. But grief is different for everyone. So. uh, But there is a line in this like reveal. Because now they're like, okay, oh, that was fake. (laughs) eggs on our face right um and there's this line when matthew's being interrogated or interviewed uh that stuck with me because i was like wait (laughs) it was like i know what he means but also i think i know what he means because he's asked if these videos essentially did more harm than good like because he made them so it's like were they good or bad and he responds i do think that these videos maybe made it harder for her and I was like, cat, <laughs> like her could be obviously his mom, right? Like it made yeah. it harder for her. Like the whole intention was that she could work through some of her grief. So maybe the videos actually did worse. But I was like, or the her could actually mean Alice. And then it was hard for Alice, the ghost, to communicate with them because he made all these fake videos. And now people are going to discredit any real videos that might yeah. have Alice in them. <laughs> so i was like i was like he's looking at it because he's being interviewed and like when you're in a documentary time isn't linear right like yeah. he's being interviewed after the events so in hindsight he knows what the other twists are <laughs> he knows what happens next so he knows that maybe alice really is a ghost and he made it harder for her to communicate with them and i was yeah. like yeah uh, i was like the ghosts are still real
1: <laughs> so, yeah
0: matthew out here doing weird stuff but also the ghosts are so real so yeah um <laughs> it's like anyway the family actually finds a new video of alice and they find it when matthew isn't there he is away on a photography excursion because he's yeah mine um <laughs> and so <laughs> they decide that maybe there is some truth to the ghost images Because Alice is working really hard. She's like, he's gone. This is my chance. Um, And so upon reviewing the videos, like, she just, the mother decides to watch all of them. She finds the one about Alice uh, walking through the halls, which Matthew was like, oh, I was wearing her her, um, sweater again. (laughs) I walked through the halls. It's like, okay, but if you were walking through the halls, there's a figure in the corner. There's a man in the image yeah. and i who's saw the that? man the first time and i thought it was matthew because i thought alice was real so yeah. i was like oh he just has a video of himself but it's not him because he's alice so who's that <laughs> so then i was like that's scary um and <laughs> they quickly identify this man as their neighbor and so she investigates alice's room and she finds a secret staff with a vhs tape and the tape contains footage of alice and the neighbor And his wife having a threesome. And we don't know when that tape was taken. uh, Or made. (laughs) Video was taken. Uh, But we do know that Alice died at 16. And though the age of consent is 16 in Australia. Which is super gross. um, It would have been made earlier than her death. So. It's it's a problem. Is what I'm saying. (laughs) So they still need to be held responsible. But. They fled town, simply disappeared, and it's hell is us us. Um, yeah. And so it could be what Alice, the secret that Alice wanted everyone to know, um, that clearly she has all this baggage she wasn't able to tell people about, um, yeah. is at this time when they're just like, I guess Alice was just trying to tell us about the tape that Alice's friends come forward with another video, yeah, uh, found footage film, and this one was taken before her death. So it's not a ghost, Alice. It's a real Alice, and her and her friends had actually gone on a trip to Lake Mungo because apparently we hadn't been there that whole time. <laughs> Someone who does not live <laughs> so yeah, in I was lake. Like, what? It's like we're like 50 minutes into this film, or like it was like we're at the end of this film, and now we're. Going I thought to lake the lake, lake, lake was where she died. What do you yeah. mean? Nope. Um, but so they went to this on this trip to Lake Mungo, and they had a really fun time. But at some point, Alice became kind of distracted and solemn and like a little troublesome and uh the video provided is very pixelated because it's taken on a phone in 2008 um yeah it's so bad it's like i tell you there's like seven pixels in that video and Uh, the family decides that they see Alice digging under a tree and we as viewers just have to take their word for it. And so they visit Lake Mungo and here we find an entirely different twist that stay with me for, is going to stay with me for the rest of my life. (laughs) I can see this image for my whole life. And I'm just like, what would you do? Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) let's go, let's go. Uh, Alice, had been digging under a tree and what they find when uh they dig there is a bag with all of her favorite like most treasured belongings and her cell phone um and getting rid of all your prized possessions is a sign of someone looking to unalive themselves uh which makes this revelation really heartbreaking because this kind of shows that alice was resolute she was ready to go um yeah and she was already kind of making those plans which makes me really sad because she's obviously had all these secrets and she didn't she obviously didn't feel like she could tell anyone because everyone like yeah. revealed like when they find out that tape no one knew <laughs> like noticing like yeah. her boyfriend didn't know her best friend didn't know no one knew and they were like it's weird she didn't tell us yeah. <laughs> like it's so strange um and so she clearly was this isolated young girl who didn't have anyone to talk to and was doing some desperate things on her cell phone. So they uh, recover all her items and the cell phone and they plug it in and they load it up. And on the phone, the family finds a horrifying video that will haunt my dreams and your dreams forever. And it's essentially that while wandering Lake Mungo alone uh, and filming video again, alone, for some reason alice encounters a strange figure in the dark and it slowly moves its way towards her and reveals itself and the figure is alice more specifically dead alice um her father recognizes the face immediately as the one he identified when they found her body in the reservoir (laughs) it was like so i was like what what would you do if you saw, like, <laughs> what you saw yourself? Dead. Your dead self walked up on you and was just like, was nearly like, no, absolutely yeah.
1: not.
0: Um, the film shows us a comparison of like the found body and the image. <laughs> Show that image just enough times,
1: yeah. um,
0: and it's certain that it's her disfigured face, and they're very eerily similar, um. And this encounter, like, with her dead self, led Alice to seek out the psychic, the same one that her mother had found solace in at one point, and she shares with him her nightmares and that awful feeling that something bad will happen or has already happened and just hasn't caught up with her yet. That's, like, super... It's so horrifying. It's a horrifying image, and for something that has, like, ten horrifying things in it, yeah. <laughs> enough to be, like make it one of the scariest horror films ever i get people who are like whatever it's overrated it's not like you're dumb (laughs) it's really good so it's very good and you're dumb um it's okay you can have opinions you can be wrong (laughs) but uh her family interpret alice burying her things as this resignation that she had seen her own death and knew she could not outrun it and so she essentially gave up and they feel they've given alice the closure she needed they figured out What was haunting her? It was herself. It was her own mortality. And they decide to move out of the house and move on with their lives. And they file their grief away and seal it in the box of their memories. And they bury it under their own tree, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) All right. However, Alice is still there. Um, In an audio recording of Alice with a psychic, she shares a dream in which she's in her own room watching her mother come in. And her mother can't see her and doesn't know she's there. And then she leaves. And it's really sad because we're seeing that at the same time that we're actually seeing her mom do that. Like we see her mom go into her empty room, look around, not see her because she's done. She got her closure and leaves. Um, And so you think like, did the family leave too soon? Were all the secrets Alice held revealed in the end? Yeah. why is her spirit lingering is it only to say goodbye like she's in the like they show her and she's in the window when they have this family photo so time for theories because there's a lot of things (laughs) i was like this there's things that aren't adding up and i'm mad about it (laughs) and there's nothing that's like fully like they don't give you like here's what happened um it's like up for interpretation it's never been confirmed because the directors is gone um yeah (laughs) so uh it's never come they've never been like oh did you try did you check the mirror like no one's done that um so it's really just like you finding the breadcrumbs in the film and making your own ideas and so uh i watched a really decent video by discount final girl on youtube where she explains a theory that she found on reddit and it made me very happy and then also reminded me reddit exists and so then i spent a long time (laughs) on the reddit threads reading about Lake mungo <laughs> so um there uh were some pieces of the story that left me feeling incomplete and while we're canting pieces of the film to a friend because i was like hype about it and i was like you need to watch this film this happens and this happens i was like wait a second they never resolved matthew's bruises like yeah they never explained why he was bruised yeah, And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> I was like, so much of this film is intentional, and it was just thrown in there. So I was like, yeah. what? And so the biggest shared theory among watchers, um, one of them is like, the neighbors killed her. Um, which, you know, they left, so that could be. Some people think it's the dad because he acted like, off. Like, because he went back to work, and even like, his coworkers were like, it's weird (laughs) for him to just like be normal um but again i get that as a grief response um but most people and with being completely valid think matthew killed alice and that her ghost is trying to tell the family and here are some things that support that theory so one is the home movies so matthew has many home videos of alice some of them are like kind of normal like they're like a family event maybe but most feel a little strange like they feel lurking and like voyeuristic because matthew is constantly watching alice like it makes sense that it is a documentary about her so we would only pick videos that have her in it but it's also like the the point of view of these videos are like watching her um and there's one video where Alice asks him what he's doing like in her room because he just comes into her room unannounced um, which is like sibling things I get it Um, but he replies like pretty shyly like I don't know (laughs) he's just like I don't know and it's like you can see there's like this discomfort in her and she ends up shouting at him to get out which this scene also has another element to it because it seems to be exact interaction that the father had with her ghost Um, yeah and that could be interpreted as like he kind of the the home video and like maybe watching them or like remembering alice in that way superimposed into his own memories to create these ghost illusions for him or which is like super like that could happen or um maybe the ghost alice is reliving some uncomfortable moments or trying to share them and share the suspicions with her family yeah like hey I am reliving this incident that is like a red flag for you. And he just like, doesn't catch it. Um, And this is a film about Alice. So again, it makes sense um, that it's so much of her, but it still felt very odd. So anyway, (laughs) Um, the second point is that Matthew is the last to see her alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Matthew and Alice were both swimming in the reservoir that day and their father was on the shore and then matthew comes back in and moments later he asks where did alice go not did alice get out yet like or is alice coming like where did she go which is like weird (laughs) it's like where could she have gone um he was essentially the last person to see her because he was the only one who was out there um and it's never talked about like no one ever asked him more it's just like you came out because we just think she drowned um uh and a reddit user also mentioned that it's all that he never brings it up that he was the last person to see her because he like generally people will feel guilty like well, you yeah. have like some remorse in a way like why why wasn't it me <laughs> right like some sadness for that like you were the last person to see her um and he never says anything like if only I'd stayed out longer or asked her to come in with me. Like, there's none of that. Yeah, It's just she was in there and now she's gone. Yeah. And he always looks unfeeling. Like, again, grief is weird, but he's, like, always, like, <laughs> just, like, kind of looks there. He never seemed really sad, but he yeah. also just never really said anything about that. Um, number three is her likeness. So it's also terribly strange that he's going around pretending to be her even before the fake fake videos because he's first seen in her sweater at the lake where she drowned yeah just walking around and it's like you're at the scene of the crime bud (laughs) like what are you doing yeah Uh, like what are you doing um so uh there's that and then it's also like the videos themselves are pretty strange and again he passes them off as like healing for his mom but super sus it's like you're out there dressed as your sister you're making these very intricate videos it feels like you're like it's on purpose (laughs) it's just like super scary and then number four is obviously his bruises um because it's the most damning of all evidence and the scenes where they discuss the bruises feel really misplaced like it just kind of comes up and then dismissed um where again the doctor's like it's some kind of trauma and then it they just went away um but uh if his bruises aren't supernatural which they probably aren't then it could be the result of alice fighting back when he was drowning her yeah and why there might not have been like sound or anything like she could have been hitting him and then the last one i have is alice's secrets so alice has many secrets but when she chose to bury her prized possessions I feel it wasn't only because she saw that specter. I believe she'd been suffering from abuse from Matthew for years and was at the end of her rope and her parents, though they love her seem incredibly disconnected from her. They have no idea what's going on in her life. And so she was already isolated and um, like she was just alone. And so I think she was already like, that was just a symbol (laughs) of her already kind of accepting that before that even happened. Yeah. Um, A discount final girl even mentions how her mother was the only one who said that the siblings were close and there was no like footage or testimony from other people who said that they were. And the mother also seemed to not know anything about Alice like at all. So um, if Matthew did kill her, then her mystery remains unsolved to the family, which is why she remains in the house. And it's sad that her family is leaving and still can't see her. Um, yeah. in the post-credits scene we see the same image images that matthew altered only this time the film chooses to focus and zoom on uh, a presence in the background so like yeah when we're seeing the back like the backyard before they showed her here on the left they zoom in in the corner on the right where i first saw alice and she's yeah. there. And I was like, I'm real. I was right. I was right. I'm not crazy. Um, <laughs> and then there was another one um, where they did that, too, where it's just like, oh, my God. So they show that, like, uh, oh, the one where he was dressed as her in the woods, she was also yeah. there, too. And so it shows that, like, Alice was there and always had been. And she was hoping that someone would notice and figure out what brought her pain. And yeah. it as Matthew had said. His fake videos did make it hard for her. Um, and essentially, this story was not just about the grief a family feels at loss, but also the pain, isolation, and understand- misunderstandings of a young teenage girl who desperately wanted to be heard. Sad as hell. <laughs> yes. It's so sad. Until And when I was looking up, I was like, <laughs> I was looking up all these videos of uh, Lake Mungo, and like yeah people's theories and stuff and they would like show an image and i was like i it's the middle of the day but i'm home <laughs> alone and the cats are making noises and i had the window open and the door kept opening by itself and i was like i can't Uh-oh. even stop i can't even like research this film i'm, I'm so afraid of it. out, yeah <laughs> it's real it's very real <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it was generally very scary. And, I mean, it was really funny because it was like, this is be scare time. And I was like, no, I'm also very scared, though. Like, even <laughs> while you were recounting it, like, as you can see, I'm in a very dark room. I was like, I can't see what's behind me. What if there was something behind me this
0: entire time? Like, and I was just, yeah. like,
1: freaking myself out. It's
0: <laughs> like a zoom in over here, and there I am. Like, stop. Ah! <laughs> dead me is
1: standing behind me in my closet like what (laughs) no so yeah i ended up freaking myself out while listening to you talk which was fun um like i got chills i was like do i did i get chills because i'm scared or because there's a ghost here yeah i was like all the time (laughs) so fun fact my grandpa used to do ghost photography and i don't think he was skilled enough to like edit them to be scarier than they already were um because he was old uh, and did not know how to do that um, not that you can't do that like he he was he was not very technologically inclined um and i just i feel like his images were just the original images that were real or he was like a secret genius um <laughs> and but yeah he used to like go to really old houses on purpose to like take pictures just all around the houses uh outside the houses um and he was a part of the historical commission so he did that like fairly often um and when he, he made like a collection of photos of these old houses that had like distinguishable faces orbs or like something creepy going on like a flick of the light or something mm-hmm. unusual um and like he really liked the disposable cameras like he didn't have a digital camera or anything like he really liked the disposable ones so he'd get them like produced or whatever at like a CVS and it, like had like a little collection of all these creepy photos of ghosts um and yeah to my knowledge he didn't alter the photographs like they were real cuz i just don't think he knew how to do that but also if people in the 1800s could figure it out i feel like maybe he could have i don't know so that's just but like, it's a also fun like fact. to he what to end? do
0: that. Because like yeah, the people in the eighteen hundreds did it cause they got attention. But your grandpa was just yeah. doing it.
1: Yeah, he just did it for he only showed a like hit. me and his like friend. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't like, think it would po- be fake, post but... them on the internet or publish them in a newspaper. He was just like, This is a cool thing I do. <laughs> yeah, look at um, this guy. There's, there's actually a picture after he died in his house that my mom took where there's an orb just like on my face. Hmm. Um to which my mom was like, it's him. And I'm like, mom, ghost is probably not real. But also like, cool, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there is something like really interesting about like the possible existence of ghosts as well as like the way in which our brains, because nothing is real, just fill in space, like empty mm-hmm. space. It's like, it could be this. Um, and like that largely stem from our brain's interpretation its best guess of like auditory and visual cues that give context to our overall existence so um, I'll talk about ghost photography after this section but the first half of my section is very much about how our brains process information and how nothing is real so for example all images are things that our brain interprets based on our memories previous experiences of concepts shapes colors etc our brain like connects with our eyes and it gives its best guess of interpreting what we're seeing um and these things are completely dependent upon our brain connecting neural pathways to one another and not by any semblance of a universal fact um what is in front of us is largely based on our own personal perception and how we take in the world this is why like lots of people think simulations are real like mm-hmm. that we're in a simulation this whole time but it's also why if you're laying in bed and looking at objects around your room like it's dark um, a pile of clothes that you left on a chair can look upsettingly like a person sitting there <laughs> and watching you sleep um, you know there's <laughs> layers to it um, and fun fact as a neurospicy individual which is a term i heard on tiktok that i love uh, my brain sometimes does this with sounds as well where it will like heighten certain sounds over other sounds Um, But it all ties back to like sensory processing. But this is translated to me hearing like the carbonation of my soda or conversations that my neighbors are having through my walls as if they're like next to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like there are many times that this has been fear-inducing, especially like when late at night or while home alone. Um, So like this is just something the brain naturally does if there's like not enough context or information or even it's like you're somewhere that's too quiet. If your brain isn't used to that, it tries to fill in the empty space. So as a personal anecdote of my life, one time <laughs> I had a terrifying combination of these two experiences where I saw something and also heard something. So I woke up at like 2 a.m., opened my eyes after having a nightmare because I have this line, <laughs> and looked up to the side of my bed and there was a dark figure there. And I was like, Whoa. Okay, what is that? <laughs> and in addition to the dark figure, Isaiah's breathing was on the opposite side of me. So the breathing sound was in the same place as the dark figure. Mm. Um, so I was like sitting there, like one, Isaiah is not breathing. Why is the breathing happening in front of me instead of behind me like it should be? there is someone in this room they have murdered isaiah a dead body lays beside me (laughs) and they're waiting for me to notice as a form of torment and i can't (laughs) act like i see them because then they'll attack me that is my horror movie watching self that is exactly what my brain told me and i was in pure terror like i couldn't feel my face i was freaking out and like this is like two in the morning isaiah is like asleep reasonably because it's two in the morning and i'm just like i i need to not react because the murderer will know um so yeah so that happened it turns out it was a sweatshirt that was sitting behind my chair (laughs) um and that yeah my brain was just like okay breathing on one side but we see something over there so the breathing's over there now because it's just something it does sometimes so my interpret interpretation was there's someone else in the room breathing loudly and watching me um but the reality was uh there was nothing there (laughs) i say i was breathing behind me i checked his pulse and then the brain my brain fixed the sound direction which confirmed the fact that there wasn't actually a person there and calmed me down um But all this is to say that your brain is doing the best it can and sometimes it's wrong (laughs) and it's processing that can be both through like what we see and what we hear um, as it's all like totally based on your own perspective and interpretation of events. Mm -hmm. Um, So a similar phenomenon can happen when listening to sounds as well like that extend past just like the misdirection of sounds but your brain will try to form distinguishable language from sounds as you hear them. So For example, if you have text in front of you while you're listening to a sound, sometimes that can influence how your brain interprets it. So this is why when you hear whispering or creepy moaning, you'll sometimes distinguish words being said. This is something that's been effectively used in horror films where you're using subtitles. So to someone not viewing the subtitles or where subtitles aren't provided, it could just sound like anything else. It could like vaguely sound like words, but you're like, that's indistinguishable moaning. Mm -hmm. I'm not stressed about it like a little creepy sure but when you add subtitles to read I will kill you that is now what you hear and that's terrifying because you're like why is the voice going to kill you Um, so your brain thanks the subtitles kindly for the context
0: and then asks no further questions Um, and this is also (laughs) what it's like Animal Crossing because they're not speaking English they're speaking gibberish but the subtitles so you're like oh they're saying the words but fast
1: yeah no exactly like you can like really hear it and it's it really is entirely about perception has nothing to do with what facts are because facts aren't real apparently (laughs) um but some of the best horror films play on our perception of auditory and visual cues in ways that trigger fear or play upon our just natural curiosity lights out is a good example of this where Mm -hmm. the fear in the film comes from the unseen instead and instead relies like purely mostly on sound design and like creating like eerie environments um the same can be done with visual cues a great example of that being paranormal activity with like the oscillating fan
0: Mm -hmm. uh, or the
1: movement under the covers where your brain is like there's something there even though you don't really see anything uh what like Mongo does that's really fun and unique was providing this like this is fake narrative on top of a perceived real narrative which gabe touched on but uh there's like this obsession kind of and we saw this in dear david too Where like we look at pictures and we fill in the blank space if there is a something that vaguely resembles a face we see a face now i do this in like everything so like i look Mm -hmm. at cracks in the bathroom and i'm like i see a rabbit it's the thing we do when we look up at the clouds and we see shapes it's like Mm -hmm. it's literally filling this stuff in but it was really cool that made you like kind of not trust your brain that this film did where you're like okay i'm being told this one thing just kidding it's not this and then if you're like looking at the fake narrative you like less trust the other things or you don't notice them because you're being told like hey it's fake look at this fake image they zoom in on it your eyes follow that it's like it did it to you Gabe, where you're like she's over there you're like oh wait no it's saying that she's here so i'm wrong But then you find out at the end that it was it's like very satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, like a very satisfying like where's Waldo experience or like something in this image is different. Can you spot the difference? Like it's just really fun. Um, And this film was like so smart in its commitment to that in this found footage documentary presentation. Uh, And the story progression and the changes in reality add so much to the overall experience. So I just agree with Gabe. It's a really well done film and it in a lot of ways played so much into these like auditory and visual cues in a very layered way, which I thought was like pretty unique um, Mm -hmm. to the found footage genre. Um, But something that is pretty cool is that ghost photography, as I said, I would talk about, and video is something that is not only pretty popular, but is something that people have been using for a long time to professionally scare, connect, and trick people throughout history. So the intentional altering of photos and videos to create ghost sightings is pretty interesting in an article titled The Intriguing History of Ghost Photography by Howard Timberlake. They say the roots of the spirit photography can be tracked back to the 19th century. During the 1850s and 60s, many photographers were experimenting with new effects such as stereoscopic images and double exposure. But some unscrupulous uh, photographers soon realized that these techniques could be exploited for profit. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: One of those individuals was an enterprising American amateur photographer named William Bul- Bul- Bumler, that's the word, and, mm-hmm. and he's thought to be the first person to capture a spirit in quotes, in a photograph in the early 1860s. So the image in question shows ghost of Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. standing behind Mary Todd Lincoln, his wife. Um, And Mulmer continued to get more popular after that instance of people like wanting to see their loved ones captured in ghost form to present this idea that like they're still with us. They haven't moved on. The impact of their loss is like not as bad because they're still there. They're still with you. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were actually accused of fraud uh but not convicted of fraud uh as well as confused as accused as going as far as to break into people's houses uh to steal images of their deceased relatives (laughs) to essentially integrate them into these photographs and apparently there were also instances where like people who were still very much alive (laughs) were put into these photographs they are like that's weird and that's like kind of like what made them think it wasn't real um it's also said this method was popular with individuals experiencing grief because it like provided a context for their loved ones um, and also like hope that they're still there, but also made them more easily exploitable by this person because they were willing to like pay good money,
0: uh, yeah. to have these Just images. Just to have that, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and this kind of developed over time. He's not the only one who did that. There were a handful of people that were also doing this, but what's once we sort of got an increase in the purchasing of cameras, like when that became more readily accessible to the community, the development in spirit capture on camera grew as well. Obviously Um, the method of this was the manipulation of lenses, shaking of cameras, uh, overexposure, drawing things on one lens and putting it on top of another. Like it was all. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, many methods but there aren't really any images that I was able to find that are still under debate for their val- validity like it's all kind of been debunked as fraudulent um, but if you have examples of this so curious please send them to us
0: Gabe and I will both cry um, yeah. if they're real
1: um,
0: <laughs> yes please send us your ghost pics yeah um, just those pics though we don't want feet pics or anything feet
1: else feet would be Welcome to the horrifying possibilities of other things,
0: Gabe. Um, don't <laughs> send just, us photos. I'm just setting the stop. I'm just setting the stop. Unless they're ghost really photos. high, like yeah, literally just the ghost photos, yeah. and I don't want ghost penises. Just yeah, like don't ghosts. say
1: they're the ghost of.
0: Your yeah, penis. I don't. I don't need. Yeah,
1: I don't need ghost genitals. Just like in general. I don't think yeah. I, send us ghosts, literally. Like actual ghosts Uh, but fun fact with the development of cameras we see a development in the capturing of spirit photography specifically smartphones interesting enough Hmm. allow like the method of taking these photos the, the way smartphones do it uh added to the increase in spirit sightings so the article goes on to say the way smartphones take a photo in the stages in stages can lead to spirits. Unlike analog film, phones tend to take a photo in stages in the same way a scanner moves over a piece of paper. It is a slower process. So especially in darker places where the camera phone imaging sensors need more time to record enough of the picture information, um, spirits can appear. Um, This is called image aliasing um and as a result anything moving through the shot at the time could appear distorted or ghost-like um similar methods have led to inc- incorrect facial recognition as the computer desperately tries to find your face to imprint dog ears onto um oh, this was yeah. cleverly used in the film host to scare yeah. viewers uh, which is fantastic um and it's just there's lots of like really interesting ways that you can manipulate images, especially when like suspending disbelief. But also like there are softwares that you can do it in as well. So there's like that TikToker that makes those really scary videos that we assume mm-hmm. are him editing in like Premiere. Like a little something. girl. Yeah.
0: Like brushing her hair and then she's not yeah. there.
1: Yeah. Yep, yeah. super good. Yep. Um, and then also like the existence of Photoshop. Calls like kind of all images into question because you can do a lot in Photoshop, so you could very much so photo Photoshop a ghost in there if you really wanted to. And there's yeah. people who like do it really well, and
0: it's very fun. Um, but we've yet to find
1: real ghost photos. So
0: yeah, and yeah. I went on like a TikTok binge of like supernatural things. Did you see the video I sent you of the guy? who go- they get a complaint that they're screaming in the hotel room
1: yes i did see that yeah No one made me cry <laughs> yeah because well, yeah there's like something that comes out
0: yeah yeah but even before that he the just the subtitles and him just like freaking out because he was like something yeah. is there like he hears the screams and then he goes in and there's nothing there but the carpet's all ripped up and then he left yeah. and then the ghost left with him and i was like no no <laughs> <laughs> throw the whole lo- hotel out
1: i also feel like tiktok opens up so many doors for that just because they're short videos like yeah you're not taking in too much it's a small screen like you're not watching them on your tv usually um, mm-hmm. so you really don't have like your eyes will fill in the empty space or like you can do things with sound that are very satisfying like mm-hmm. even someone like saying something is chasing them up the stairs and running and panicking Is enough to convince me (laughs) i'm just like i don't want to i'm going to watch it again but also i'm terrified now
0: (laughs) yeah because it's just going to repeat because it's five seconds (laughs) but also like uh the filters too like when they have the Mm -hmm. filter that's like this will tell you if there's a ghost in your house and it shows like a figure or the one person did i send you that one where she's like okay this is weird and she's like she shows herself and she shows that no one's around her and then she like look she shows a reflection of the tv and she's like okay well that's me that's my dog yes Who's I did that? see that <laughs> She's yes like, I that? did see this and I was so like scary. who is that who it's is so that? scary yeah. and, and people who do that are so talented when I was younger I believed in ghosts and it was a very positive thing like I believed I had been visited by specific family members in ghost mm-hmm. form and it was a positive experience so I've always really liked the idea of ghosts. Like I, it, I don't know. I think it's so interesting. Um, but when people are like, "It's there," and you didn't like it, yeah. I think it's one of the things. And I didn't really get to go into this. Was when remember when we covered probably not, but we covered it again, and I was talking about, um, oh my god, Stanley, and how the films and things like that never gave him any justice so stanley's the one who unalives himself and he yeah. doesn't make it back when he's an adult i see <laughs> um but there was like it looks like the flag is moving gabe That's it did it, i believe you because i also looked and i was like it's fine um <laughs> gabe um, okay uh so stanley i i just went on that whole tangent because i was like stanley needs more respect because when you're reading about him and you read about how like the the proof of this supernatural thing like totally derailed his whole experience and that's why he was susceptible to hurting himself at the end because he was like i cannot do this um because it was like so like like counterintuitive to how he viewed the world that it just ruined him. And so yeah. I was like, people need to put some respect on Stanley. So that's, I think, why <laughs> I think supernatural things like when they show the ghosts, like, cause it's like to a degree, it's a confirmation of there being something yeah. else there. And mm-hmm. it's like, up until now, I don't believe there's nothing there. Like, but also I do think I believe in ghosts because our energy has to go somewhere. But yeah, um, yeah, so. I think that's why it, it's scary to people because it breaks your interpretation of what is real and what the limits of existence are. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're being haunted. Stop. you <laughs> my talking. No. Yeah. Because I have some, I got some, fil- like every time I watch something and it like inspires me. Yeah. And then I'm like. I have to go right, Amelia. You scripts. cannot
1: tell me that thing is not moving. Why is the flag moving?
0: <laughs> the red was the red part yes. seems to be moving. The red right? keeps
1: move, it's moving. It's
0: it, not. It's the it it's is. the light is adjusting to you and then not adjusting to you. So it looks like it's moving because the shadow is moving because the light is changing. <laughs> you can't let me sit in here with ghosts,
1: Gabe. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
0: Okay, well then don't get married. Don't your kids. Right? Or your kid will kill your other kid. Okay.